0: This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort, hotel, or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier, so book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301 Ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people! My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club.
1: Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on a Channel Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a wet, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 171 for the week of January 29th, 2017. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Enchanted Tiki Talk. Before we get started on this week's show, Keith and I have an announcement on the future of Enchanted Tiki Talk itself. With Alan's passing back in December Keith and I had to try to figure out exactly what the future of the show was going to be, and we didn't want to end the show just because Alan passed away. The three of us started the show because we had a passion for Disney. We loved Disney, and it was something all three of us had in common. And we felt that Alan wouldn't want the show to end, but we just weren't sure exactly in which direction we should take the show. So because of that and because of the history that we had with certain individuals that we have asked friends of ours, uh, longtime friends, and one of Alan's best friends, Matt Hawley uh, from Dixie Landings Podcast, and also Scott Campbell from Dixie Landings Podcast to come join us on the show. Now, the, the thought process here was that back when we... First I guess the first year, about six months into the show, we had done a April Fool show, and on the April Fool show itself, we didn't end up hosting the show. We tossed it over to Matt Scott and Katie to do the show for us to take our spots as a little joke to everybody. And because of that, Matt and Scott themselves started Dixie Landing's podcast and you know another fellow Disney podcast out there. And there was talk way before they had started that podcast to bring one of them onto the show or both of them onto the show. So we felt that it was perfect being that Matt and Alan were best friends and that both Matt and Scott were such huge parts of the show, huge parts, huge people to to play parts in the show over the years. And we've become great friends with both of them. We felt that it was the best thing to do in honoring Alan's memory And, of course, there's going to be some changes, minor changes to the show, the format a little bit here and there. But we felt that it was best to have them come on the show.
2: It's true, and I agree with. I think that Alan would approve of all of us being on our show. All of us are friends. We have that same type of chemistry with them so it, it just it seemed a natural fit we are um excited to have them as part of our show We think that you all will enjoy uh the four of us being on here so and that was um, kind of our thought process on how to continue this show and still honor <laughs> alan's legacy as well um as that all of us feel that um <laughs> he would want uh the show to continue so we hope that you all will continue on uh the journey with us moving forward like sean said um it'll be a change but we feel that it'll be the best way to honor him as well um as our show
1: yeah and in no way do we feel that they are replacing alan we don't want people to feel that they are replacing him because Alan is irreplaceable and he'll always be part of our show no matter how long the show continues to go on. And you're still going to hear his voice on the show each week. Uh, It hasn't been decided, decided exactly how it will be, but uh, you will still hear his voice. But you know, that's, that's how we've decided to continue. We hope everybody out there will continue listening to the show and tell us their input and tell us what they think. And starting next week, Uh, the first full week of January, uh, February, we will be having them on for the first episode. So uh, certainly embrace them when they come on and give them a hard time because they deserve to be given a hard time. So uh, (laughs) thank you everybody out there for listening to us and, and for your support through this whole situation that Keith, myself, Blair, Grace, and certainly Matt as well. And, Alan and and Blair's family have uh, had to endure so thank you everybody out there thank you everybody for coming back to Enchanted Tiki Talk this week on the show we have brought on someone that Keith knows really really well (laughs) someone who he has probably done Dutch Ovens to and I'm not talking about his wife I'm talking about uh, his brother Kevin Brown so, Kevin, welcome to the Tiki Hut.
3: Thank you very much. I'm I'm excited to be here. You're welcome. Uh,
2: and just for the record, it, uh, <laughs> it was more the the fist fighting um, with the uh, elbows off the top couch.
3: Yeah, there was a lot <laughs> of wrestling <laughs> being played out when we were kids. Everything was a top rope at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: I'm sure Keith was probably um, Andre the Giant.
3: Uh, not so much back then. No, yeah, no. more now. No. I gr- <laughs> I grew into that. Role. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't think I'd risk any of that. Yeah, but no. it then it wasn't too much of a risk.
1: Yeah, it's not worth it anymore. Right. Even throw a, throwing a pillow can
3: injure you forever. <laughs> At this point, yeah, it really could.
1: <laughs> so uh, we brought on Kevin to the show because Keith had begged me for a very, very long time to have his brother <laughs> on. So I, I finally said, yeah, let, let's make this happen. So <laughs> the begging stops. But... Kevin, first of all, you're you're new to the, the, I guess, the, the Disney side of things. I know you're a big-time Star Wars fan, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, maybe some of your, your Disney love, whether it be Disney parks or, or Disney World at this point.
3: Well, I mean, the the parks itself, I really didn't have a whole lot of experience with until uh, this past year. Uh, we, we went when we were five, when I was five, um, and Keith was three, but uh, they had just broken ground on epcot at that point right (laughs) and uh i don't i I don't remember very much about it at all so uh, all of the the park memories i have are are literally from this year i don't remember anything from that first trip but um i've always been a a, a big fan of the the animation um especially the the older 2d stuff before they started doing everything with the cgi and the, the computer animation right yeah, it. Uh, I've definitely gotten drawn into it more since they bought Lucasfilm. That, that's kind of been the gateway into a lot of the, the, the Disney things that, that I pay attention to now that I didn't before.
2: The gateway drug. <laughs> yeah,
3: kind of was. A long gateway, but it was.
1: <laughs> the interesting thing here is now, like you said, is that you really haven't gone since you're five. So your memories are very, very vague. You're not going to remember a whole lot going on from back then.
3: No, not at all. Uh-uh. So
1: with this being your first trip and, and you being in your 60s now, this is pretty... <laughs> Wait, <what the> hell? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, 50s, I'm sorry. Um,
3: by, by the end of that trip, I did definitely feel 60. <laughs> so, it, is, it, it Well,
1: it's a lot of walking. It's,
3: if you're not used oh, to that hey, and then the heat too, that's a lot. The heat didn't bother me as much as the walking did. I, I don't think, even with... Uh, with Keith explaining a lot, because, I mean, obviously I picked his brain on, on things that to expect and, and what, what we were going to do or things to see and that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, the walking was definitely, the I think, the biggest shock to me, especially when we got back to the, the hotel. Because, I mean, your legs just feel like they're ready to fall off right. unless it's something, well, I guess almost everyone is more active than me. But <laughs> if you're not the most active person in the world, that can it can be a shock to the system after a day or two for sure.
1: So since we're talking about this on the, on this topic, how do you think if you're telling if you're going to go back in time to tell yourself how to to plan for it, what would you tell yourself or what would you tell people who haven't gone in a very long time how to prepare yourself for all that walking?
3: I think you just probably if if you're not an active person, you probably are going to want to start walking a few months ahead of time to be honest with you. I would go back and that's exactly what I would do. I would get more into shape to be honest with you. I mean that sounds silly, To get in shape for a vacation, but I think, especially towards the end of some of those days, I think I would have enjoyed the trip a little bit more had my legs not been on fire. Right.
2: I think, too, we tell people this a lot, but you really have to get excellent shoes. You don't really uh, go for style points when you're at Disney. No. I know that I've seen people in flip-flops and high heels and stuff, and I don't have a clue as to how they do that for one day, let alone a whole trip. Um,
3: no, and you know what? That's one of the things I did do. I took two different pairs of shoes. I mean, they were both, you know, like sneakers or, or basketball shoes or whatever, but just the just the thought of if, you, if your feet started hurting or whatever, different shoes are going to wear on them different ways. So mm-hmm. I, I was actually pretty happy I brought a second pair because I ended up with a, a blister, and if you switch shoes, it's not necessarily going to rub on the, the, the same spot at your feet. So, I mean, like I took them just as a precaution in case like the other pair got wet or something happened to them. But I ended up using it more it, just to switch up how uh, my feet felt than anything. So I was kind of happy I had two pair down there.
1: Well, that's good. And and especially if it rains, you at least you'll have another pair to dry out if it happens to rain and they get wet.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the worst thing you can do to your feet. Right. Is to walk around the rest of the day with with wet shoes or wet socks. So yeah, I mean that they really were originally packed just for emergency use. And I ended up, I ended up switching them in and out a couple times through the week. I would wear one pair and any other, but I mean, they were both relatively older pairs of shoes. It's not like I was breaking a new pair in or anything. So,
1: so as far as trip planning, I know you had a lot of help from Keith. Did you find any of it overwhelming or do you have any tips for people planning a first trip?
3: Um, I think for the, for your first trip, you you better find someone who's been there recently or has done it multiple times. Like I, like you just said, I lucked out. You guys are are, are better than the internet when it comes to figuring out what uh, what to do or what to see or how to plan. But you know, it can be overwhelming. You know, I was before uh, plans got changed around. I started looking at, at going towards the end of this year. I noticed how how much of a difference it made just having you know, somebody else help you plan as opposed to trying to figure it out on your own. And even even then I was texting Keith a couple different questions here and there and you as well, different things they didn't necessarily know about or didn't think about the first time around. And and I think that's where if you have somebody you can ask questions to, as opposed to just jumping into forums or, or questions on the Internet or whatever, it's really helpful. And it takes a lot of the stress off of, you know, you're sitting here trying to trying to plan for something that's six, eight months away. Your plans could change two or three different times, but if you if you've got somebody that you can ask those questions to, you kind of know what to expect. As opposed to trying to plan for every
2: scenario, you can you can plan for maybe just one or two, and it takes some of the stress off of it. Also, too, I mean, the things they change at the parks—it seems like daily now that there's always a new policy or transportation thing, or it, mm-hmm. it, it seems it changes like frequently. Prices change and deals pop up, and it's really good. To find a travel agent I know if, even with our trips I let Sean and and his um, agency do our trips it's just it's so much easier you know um on you and I force him to stay on hold for me and uh, <laughs> uh, and change everything and stuff well and, and, and that was that uh, was one bug of, him a lot
3: <laughs> that was one of the things that when when I was looking at it going towards the end of, of this year um, and you and I were texting back and forth like the same days the same stay the same Hotel, everything like the price had changed from one day that I'd looked at it to literally the next day. And I text you, and I'm like, "Is this something that's normal?" And and that was one of, one of the things you said was that if you go through uh, a travel agency, that um, they can watch for that kind of stuff for you. But I mean, it was and it was it was a significant jump. I'm talking a couple hundred bucks. So I don't know if if it just was a fluke that I looked the day before and it was that much cheaper. But you know that. You're right. I, I don't think people understand how quickly that stuff can change and then change back, or, or when they add deals or anything like that. So it was really helpful to have somebody watching that for you in the in the months leading up to to going.
1: Right. Yeah, it does make a difference because you don't a price a sale can you could be looking at a price that was on sale today, and the sale could end at midnight tonight, and then you're like, why that Why is it Why did it go up four hundred bucks while the sale's over? And then you have to hope that maybe another sale pops up. And that's where a, you know, a travel agent does come in handy because you you can contact me today and I could say, well, you know, this price is only good for today because it's going on. It, the sale goes off tomorrow, but I can hold it for three days for you. At least and give you three days to decide where you right. might not have known that, you know, so that's, well, that's, yeah, because that a
3: difference when you, when you're going through looking at the, the, the different packages and everything that you can get on, on, on the website. Yeah. And
1: that's overwhelming. I mean, oh my there's God. So many and, things and, to choose
3: from. And even it, the the way, once you get to the end, when you if you don't put, put it in your cart and check out, you don't know if that deal is going to be there the next day or not. Right. A
1: yeah, lot rooms, of rooms rooms sell I mean, out. There's different categories for rooms. So you could have gotten a, a price on a, a standard view room. But when you went back, that room was out. And next thing you know, it could be uh, Woods View. And that's going to be more money. So everything changes.
3: Yeah. So, that, I mean, that kind of surprised me. And that was one thing that I didn't have to worry about when we went last year because uh, we went through you guys
1: right. so next topic here is navigating the parks. What did you think of the Disney transportation you know getting to Disney and then getting you know on magical Express from the airport to Disney and then getting around the parks What were your thoughts on that?
3: The magical Express was great. I don't know how anybody would could do that without without using that I mean it I know it's it's just if you stay in a Disney resort correct that's the yes. only way you can use yep. that okay and I, I, a lot of people do so i mean that that's when you get off the plane you don't have to worry about going and getting a luggage or anything like that i mean that was that saves you a ton of time especially if you're trying to get to the park the same day you know if you get down there in the morning or whatever right and they they uh put our bags in the room once they showed up so i mean we didn't have to worry about about any of that you just had to worry about your uh your carry on if you were you know if you were we cuz we were down there before the, the the actual check-in time at the hotel so but they even had a, a spot we could put those. So uh, you just kind of have to pay attention to what you keep in that if you're going to leave it at, at the at the hotel before your room is ready. But right, um, you know. And then as far as the the transportation from the resort to the parks, I was pretty happy with it. Um, there was there was a few times where, and it it's going to make a big difference depending upon how many people are in your your group that you went with and especially like, well, cause our father had, um, one of the motorized scooters for that week, there was seven of us total. And at one point they told us that there was, you could have six people get on, you know, how they would preload you if you are in one of the scooters or or handicapped or something like that. And we were actually one person over (laughs) their, (laughs) their limit for how many people they would let on. Um, so after, after the first time of figuring that out, honestly, we just we got in the regular line and just met up with the rest of the group once we got to the park. It just made the the trip to and from the resort easier. And it really didn't take all that long to get there. I was I was kind of surprised. I guess it depends on what resort you stay at, how long it takes to get there. But we were at uh we were Pop Century, right, Keith? Pop Century right. is the yeah. one we were at. Okay. And it didn't take all that long. It was like fifteen minutes, maybe. Right. Yeah, you're always
1: you're always 15 to 20 minutes to any park on Disney property. Some are even, you know, five to
3: 10 minutes. So yeah,
1: that's yeah, the benefit I mean, of staying on Disney property.
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, they run all day, which was great. You know, I, I left the, the resort and the, the parks. One time I visited a friend that was down there. Um, but other than that, we used the Disney transportation for everything. So, I mean, it was, it was fine. I, I, the only thing that i didn't like about it was waiting at the end of the night you know when you're tired but right. i mean that's that's anybody but i mean as opposed to getting in a car and trying to get out of any of those parking lots i can't even imagine that
2: what is nice now too is even um, at the value resorts which uh, they didn't actually have in april when all of us were there they have the uh the boards with uh, the times of each of oh, the buses on them now and so like it tells you approximate times of when if the buses are showing up like at the resorts for uh, each park and springs. And so if you're not just like standing there with no idea of how long it's going right, to take you, they have the signboards now.
3: Yeah. I mean, because nice. depending upon when you walk into any of those waiting areas for the, the buses, it, you don't know if one just left or if it's been 15 minutes. So that would be, I think that's a good idea that they did something like that. Cause I mean, unless you see one leave, you don't know when the last one left. Right. why would you
2: it is nice except when it says one time and then it keeps like updating itself and it's longer and longer and longer and right. you're like, oh, crap, it's
3: <laughs> i was just getting ready to say that's a double-edged sword <laughs> because then you've got you, you're putting expectations down where there weren't any before <laughs> so I, I see i can see that going both ways because you know you're just you're like, all right well you should have been here two minutes ago you weren't saying anything like that when when we were there because there wasn't any any indication as to how long we'd be waiting
1: so what were your thoughts on some of the food that you had in the parks? Anything that uh, that you really enjoyed
3: that you were surprised at? First of all, we did the meal plan. Um, we had the quick dining plan. And one of the things that surprised me was just how much food you get with that. Right. It, there was, I don't, God, we should have been splitting them because, uh, I mean, <laughs> th- there was so much food. I think th- out of everything that I had, I think my favorite was probably the ribs that we had at the uh, Animal Animal Kingdom.
2: Flame tree. yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Those were awesome. That was probably my favorite meal of the week were those ribs. Uh, I don't know. That was the other thing that I, I I think we probably at least myself and my daughter could have gotten away with not doing the meal plan. We had a lot left over towards the end of the week where we just, you know, unless you're someone who legitimately does three meals a day. I don't know. I don't, I don't think if I went back, I don't think I'd do the meal plan again for myself and she, my daughter probably wouldn't either. Right. Because like I said, there's just, you get so much food with that and and you feel towards the end of the week, if you've got a bunch left, you know, that you haven't used, you kind of feel like you've wasted that money.
2: Right. I was actually kind of shocked with how many credits that you had left at the end of the week. (laughs)
3: Yeah, we had, we had a ton. We just didn't, we, it wasn't something that we were thinking about too much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we, I hadn't, it was essentially my first time there, you know, she had been there uh, once or twice before with other family, but. I mean, I was eating was more of a, a, a second thought to me, you know what I mean? Or an afterthought as opposed to to planning the day out around it. So, I mean, I guess it just depends on what your preference is. But, I mean, it's not – we we probably could have gotten away with half of the, the, the meals that uh, you get with that plan. I did enjoy our uh, chili dogs at midnight though at casey's those were really good good. that's you're right that's probably gonna have to be a close second to the ribs because that was pretty awesome but everything
1: tastes better at midnight
3: oh yeah but those those things were amazing like you could eat those for breakfast every day
2: that's how (laughs) those chili dogs were watching the rest of the family just like staring at us with this look of
1: (laughs) oh yeah
2: (laughs) they were all ready to leave
3: we were you know we were on our way out and you know we saw chili dogs and Cut a hard right, and everyone else is just staring at us like, "Are you serious? You're going to eat now?" Like, "Yeah, we're going to eat now."
1: That's always a tradition to get something on the way out for us.
3: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Whether it's it's a hot dog or it's or it's ice cream or it's uh, anything, you know, it's always good to grab something on the way out.
3: Yeah, we did that. We did that a few nights, but I think that was that was definitely the latest that we because that was that was an after hours night. I think right. We were there a couple hours after the. The fireworks oh. that night so
2: as we were eating they did the the kiss goodnight castles. so so mm. that i think we hit it right as they were shutting up shop and uh yeah that, those were good
1: so let's move on to attractions now is there anything there that you were kind of shocked at we experiencing
3: yeah i'd say the 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 wait times surprised me uh mainly because they were shorter than what i i was expecting you know okay. we live we live um up in um, Northeast Ohio and Cedar points up here. And it's not unheard of for, you know, there to be a two, two and a half hour wait for a ride at Cedar point. So when, you know, when we were, and I guess it's, it's just because I, I hadn't been there before. Cause I know uh, Keith had commented how the lines were a little bit longer than what they normally were <laughs> when he went, but I was like, no, this is great. But I, that's, I think that was uh, what surprised me more than anything. I, I anticipated being in line for everything more than what we were and then fast pass is definitely helped. but just in general i was pretty impressed with how quickly they move people through
1: yeah it, it all depends on like the time of year and, and the fast pack fast pass can make a difference on some tra- some attractions but it can make a lot of attractions a lot worse so uh, it definitely has its ups and downs
3: as far as the the wait time if you right. don't have a fast pass you're talking about oh right, yeah yeah well, I, we definitely wouldn't have gotten on that Toy Story ride had it not been for a pass Fast Pass. That was that was the longest wait I saw the entire week. Was uh,
2: was a Toy Story ride as well. Um, the Mine Train too. That one had yeah. um, constant hour plus wait. We were there by the first part of April, and so that you had uh, lots of people on spring break. Um, we found out England's spring break was also then. And so there was quite an influx of the British when we were there.
3: <laughs> there was, yeah, there were a lot of people there from England,
2: uh, which I didn't even consider. as when we were was planning the trip. I know that we had my nieces' uh, schedule to consider too, but I was not expecting uh, the crowds we had. Especially, we tend to choose the slower seasons, like January, February. Or fall those times so when he said he was shocked that the crowds were kind of small and the wait times were short it's like i was pulling out of my hair and i'm like <laughs> where did all these crowds come from i'm like yeah it, crazy
3: <laughs> it, it definitely illustrated the difference between someone who hadn't been there before and someone who right. had gone at different seasons throughout the year in the past because i honestly i i keep going back to cedar point because that's really the the only other thing i have to to compare ride wait times to but i mean the And that is more of a a roller coaster park instead of, you know, a family park. But, you know, they open a new ride there and you're you're waiting two and a half, three hours for that ride. If if, if it's a a newer ride that they've put in in that park. So 45 minutes, I think, was the most we waited for any ride. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fast pass or no fast pass. So, yeah, it definitely bothered Keith more than it did me (laughs) because our expectations were set completely differently on that, right. for sure.
1: So are there any attractions that stood out for you that you were surprised at?
3: Surprised by how much I like them? Or yeah,
1: that or some of the technology.
3: Oh, well, I mean, the, the technology in the Mine Ride, was it the, the Seven Dwarfs Ride? Is that the Mine Ride yes. that you're talking about? Same thing? Okay. Um, that was pretty cool because that's definitely one of the newer ones that they have, and you could see the difference in some of the animatronics and things like that that they have compared to some of the older ones but my i've always been a roller coaster person um so i i was i was really excited about getting on some of those that obviously i'd never been on before but uh i liked the uh Everest ride a lot
2: <laughs> that was funny
3: <laughs> that that was a good one i liked the uh the tower of terror a lot too
2: that was good that is a good one keith scared yeah. of that one yeah I ride it. It's just it's not one that I take and make a point. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's scary. I understand, ride, Keith. it's
1: okay. It's it's in the it dark. Is. It's 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 a hard one. <laughs> yeah,
3: but that, well, that was that was one of the ones we lucked out on in the the extra hours that they had uh, at at that park that night because we I mean we rode Tower of Terror and then ran across and got on uh, the Aerosmith ride within like ten minutes of one another because right. there just wasn't anybody there at that point. Um, and that allowed us to change fast passes around for the next day. That's how we ended up getting on that toy story ride. Cause I, we didn't originally have a fast pass for it. So I was kind of happy that you could switch those around on the fly too. Cause we, I mean, we were, we were riding stuff at 10, 11 o'clock at night that we didn't think we were going to. Right. So it gave us a chance to ride a few other things later on in the week that we hadn't planned on.
1: So one of the last things I want to talk about is what were your impressions on some of the nighttime shows, whether it be fireworks or the, the parades that you, you got to see?
3: any fireworks that you see after you see Disney fireworks are going to be ruined for you. Yeah, they (laughs) there's no doubt. (laughs) I heard people say that. I'm like, all right, come on. It's just fireworks. But uh, until you actually see what they do, it it was incredible. Um, Obviously the star Wars one was big for me. I'm a huge star Wars fan. So, you know, you, you see fireworks displays and shows at, at baseball games and, you know, Fourth of July is that that they say they're setting to music or whatever. Right. Well, these actually were. It wasn't just the radio playing in the background right, Exactly. fireworks were going off. So that was definitely my favorite fireworks show. I really liked Fantasmic. That's is it Fantasmic? Show. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Fantasmic was probably my favorite outside of the, the Star Wars fireworks. And, and that was one I just wasn't expecting to like i really didn't know anything about it but uh that one i would definitely want to see more than once if we went back i like that one quite a bit um you know some of the 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 magic kingdom disney castle stuff um was cool but a lot of that you see online and i think i kind of spoiled myself a little bit by looking at some of it online before we went because you kind of get an idea what they're going to do and if you go in blind you know you have no idea what to expect but you know, and the electric parade was 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 there when we were there. That one that one was pretty fun. I, uh-huh. I read they just moved that. I yeah, guess it's Disneyland. Moved it to, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, out in California now.
3: So I was glad I got to see that because I mean that one's that one's pretty iconic. And mm-hmm. That one's been around a long time. Yep. So yeah, and we had we had used fast passes for the Magic Kingdom show the one night we were there. So we were in like the the fenced off grass area that they have there, the grassy the, knoll. Yes. <laughs> yes
2: hubgrass hubgrass is
0: that
3: um, what they call it hubgrass
2: yeah it's astroturf and every other place on earth except for that that spot
3: right it's hubgrass <laughs> <laughs> but so that that was cool i i enjoyed that and that the electric parade was kind of a bonus because we had those fast passes for the you know the show they do at the castle and everything um right. and the the parade started before that and while we weren't in the best area to see the the, the parade part of it, you can still see quite a bit of it from that same area. So it was kind of a two for one as far as the fast pass goes.
2: Yeah, that's a shame they stopped allowing the fast passes for those shows. I think I know that a ton of people said that it's a waste of a fast pass and there's tons of spots to see it in, which is true, but but for a first timer who has never seen it, it was always Worth a fast pass to get a prime spot, um, oh yeah,
3: for sure i didn't I didn't so. regret using one for that at all. And like you said, I mean if it was something that I had seen before, sure, maybe I'd use it for something else. but you know, especially for the for us being down there for the first time, i it was well worth using a fast pass for I thought mm. definitely
1: cool, Kevin. so I want to first of all, before we uh, let you go, I want to thank you for coming on the show, but everybody that comes on the show gets to join us for the Tiki Lightning Round, it's five bonus questions to get a better idea of what your love in Disney is really like. So the first one we have is your favorite snack in the parks.
3: Oh, that was definitely the Mickey ice cream bars. Oh, yeah? we Yeah, we had a ton of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was definitely my favorite for the week, for sure.
1: Favorite attraction?
3: Uh, man star tours yeah yeah, i mean (laughs) you guys probably already knew the answer That you know what i really enjoyed i I really enjoyed the the launch bay i i thought that was awesome i mean it wasn't necessarily a ride but
1: oh no um, that's a good one that's that's that is good my son loved that
3: yeah i
2: emotional ride how about that
3: (laughs) i don't (laughs) i wasn't expecting it to be as cool as it was like i knew they had some some character meet and greets in there and that but um I mean, there was a ton of stuff to see in there, especially if you're uh, a fan of, of the costumes or or the just the concept art that they had in, in up on the walls in the queue were awesome to see. So, I mean, it was probably a tie between those. I liked I liked Launchpad a lot, but I mean, it was definitely Star Tours is what that was the first thing they they knew if they didn't put me on that first, I was going to have <laughs> a temper tantrum. So. <laughs>
2: Oh, he like sprinted before that ride. I was. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I, you shocked. know what?
3: When we first got there, it was when they had just started the um that stage show that they're doing in Hollywood Studios, the Star Wars, um stage show, and it was. That's what I took off running for. I, I ended up. They, they started to to play the the music or whatever when they have the characters come out on stage, and I took off like a four year old. I'm just flying. And I turn around, and everyone that that I came with was gone. I'm like, oh well, I guess they. <laughs> I'll find them later. It was cool. It was that that park in general was was my favorite. I mean, it, if you're a rides person, I think some of the my favorite rides that I rode were in Hollywood Studios. You know, the you can't blink without seeing Star Wars in that park. Right. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when they. Well, actually, it might actually be a little more um, confined once they open the actual star Wars land in that park. But, um, I'd be curious to see how that affects, you know, all of the other star Wars that you see floating throughout, uh, the, the rest of Hollywood studios. Now, if they try to confine it a little bit or, you know, if it's just going to flip over completely into being a star Wars park.
1: Well, we probably still have about three to four years to, to find out. So <laughs> it's going to be a long wait.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. But, uh, that one that one was definitely definitely my favorite. Your favorite Disney character? The Genie from Aladdin. Favorite Disney movie? Aladdin. <laughs> and
1: your favorite Disney park memory?
3: Probably going to be the the last day we were there. We we split up some and it was just me and my daughter who's 15. Um and, and it just that day in general was pretty special but um, the, we went through the, as far as the entire group goes, my favorite memory wasn't at launch bay. Cause we were, we were taking pictures with each other and squeezing into <laughs> corners where they have the jet table that we weren't supposed to be at, you know, climbing all over the cantina bar they had set up in there. So, but yeah, I think, I think that was, that was probably my favorite was it's hard going down there with a big group. Um, and if you get a chance to to break off a little bit, especially if you're there for more than, than a few days, it's it's fun to experience that when you're, you're just walking around with one other person as opposed to right. seven. Sometimes exactly. that kind of hinders it's you. It's a big difference. So I would, I mean, if, if it's anyone's first time going and you're going in a bigger group like that, definitely take a day or two and, and break off because it's a totally different experience. I didn't realize how much of a difference it would make until we actually did. But, that, you know, that's something that I would... I would suggest doing if, you, if it's a, if your first time going down there and you're in a group of, you know, like six or more people take a day and break off from the group and go do kind of do your own thing. Cause you'll, you'll get a lot out of that that yeah. you wouldn't have gotten if you're, you're walking around with a big group. Yeah.
1: There's, there's no doubt about that. That's uh, anytime you get to spend a little time by yourself, you can do what you want to do and not have to worry about upsetting everybody. So uh, it makes a difference.
3: It wasn't even necessarily that. I don't think, I mean, we had, we had a good time when we were all together. It was just, it, it just gives you a little bit more freedom, right? You know, it, even the freedom to, it was less stressful to me because right, I yeah. mean, you're, we're walking through the park and you're just, you're talking to one person as opposed to trying to figure right. out where your herd is, you know, scattered behind you <laughs> and, and two or three different people, even that was less stressful. Right. So, I mean, to, to me, that was more enjoyable than, than, than anything else that we did was the time that we broke off the the couple times that we broke off. So, Kevin,
1: thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and you know tell everybody anybody else anything that you want them to know about yourself?
3: Uh, well, I, we do a uh, Star Wars podcast called There is Another, um, and we're just getting ready to uh, relaunch that. We took some time off after uh, fall of last year. We had uh, just too many things going on, and we took a break from it, but um, we're, we're relaunching that. We're going to record this weekend, so we're, we're looking forward to it to doing that again. I, you don't realize how much you miss it or you enjoy doing it until right. you, until you stop. Um, but it's called, there's another podcast. We're at, there's another podcast.com is the website. Um, our Facebook page is, there's another podcast. So, I mean, it we're on iTunes and stitcher and, uh, there's a, uh, star Wars podcast app that that's on the, uh, Google play store that, uh, we're one of, I think 50 different, star wars podcast now that gets collected into that um so there's lots of different ways to hear this show but the uh the website or the the facebook page there's another podcast is the the easiest way to see what we're doing and when when we put up new shows or just interact with us in general okay great thank you so much kevin
4: hey thanks a lot guys that was fun hey thanks bro Well I think that's gonna do it for this week, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit Kingdomstrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also head over to myfantasybands.com where you can get customized Magic Band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. And you can use the code ENCHANTED, Tiki Talk20 to get 20% off your order. That's Enchanted Tiki Talk20 to get twenty percent off your order at myfantasybands.com. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. Comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook. Check out our store at redbubble.com. And follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find
1: me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream, com and
4: MousePros.com.
2: And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Whip Daily.
4: And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight, and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha.
0: Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.